0: Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday, and boy, outside it looks like it. It feels like football weather. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial as we talk sports with you uh, right up until noon. On a busy Thursday on our program, here's what the BMW guest list has in store. In about 15 minutes... We will speak with the head coach of Drake football. Yes, the Bulldogs are in action tonight. Uh, They will... uh, West Virginia Wesleyan is the opponent. Six o'clock at Drake Stadium. They serve beer. Uh, Like that? Absolutely. Look, I know we're all Iowa and Iowa State uh, heavy, but if you want to get a little taste of college football, at least before the uh, curtain goes up over the weekend, uh, and you're in the area, and you're looking for something to do, and you want to get out and mingle... Uh, Drake plays tonight, 6 o'clock kickoff. The head coach of Drake, Todd Stepsis, will join us here in about 15 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, his weekly appearance, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, covers Nebraska. They will uh, play Fordham. What's the number? Did you say 40 yesterday? Did somebody say 40? Yeah, it's in the 40s. It's in the 40s. In the 40s. (laughs) Uh, So Sippel will join us at 1030. Tough spot? Fordham. <laughs> They'll sneak up on New York's some team. Now, I wonder if, if they're going to. Um, did you see some of the weather in that area yes. yesterday? Yes. My God. What some... if they got. Uh, if they were okay? Because it did. Uh, the remnants of Ida, I guess it's more than remnants, mm-hmm. hammered uh, New York New and New Jersey. Anyway, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star, bottom of the hour. Lee Sterling, his first appearance in Super Bowl Sunday, uh, will be back with us. And he'll be in this spot every Thursday for now. Does he stay through the end of college or through the end of the regular season
3: in the NFL? I think through the end of college football is when we have Lee. That's, That's what usually what it goes through. So and December and, he, and then a bowl.
0: Right. And, and then, then back bowl. for the Super
3: Bowl. Yep. Gotcha. So Lee Sterling
0: from Paramount Sports. He'll be here a lot uh, between now and uh, Christmas or thereabouts uh, at 1050. We will start the second hour of the program with our friend Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. And our Chiefs conversation with Nick. Trent, all year long are brought
3: to us by Graphite Construction Group. Thanks to the fine folks over there going out to talk to a couple of guys later this afternoon. Big Chiefs fans, Russ Carew, the owner, has had Chiefs season tickets for a long, long time. He was. Uh, we talked to him back in August as he got to go to the opening event for season ticket holders, the opening practice there. Loves his Chiefs, loves the NFL, and thank you to Graphite Construction Group, also our presenting sponsor of our player of the game, our hard hat player of the game, after each and every high school sporting event here on KXNO, and this year, football live on 96.9 The Bowl. So did you have trouble with your game
0: last week? It was a pretty good game as far as identifying one guy for your player of the game.
3: It, it was one of those games right. that there wasn't just one person that you could point to. We handed out Dar Danielson, who was my color guy, on Friday night. He gave it to Jay Moore, who had the pass deflection for Valley. Mm to win the football game. He played really well. Undersized outside linebacker. He played well. But for Valley this week, it's a step up. Y'all say. <laughs> they get Southeast Poke. Indeed they do. Uh, and uh,
0: our final guest, uh, Bill Bender, our friend from the Sporting News, uh, will join us each and every week as he does throughout the season. He joins us a lot throughout the off season as well. But Bill Bender from the Sporting News, anxious to pick his brain on Ohio State. Uh, of course, he's based in the state of Ohio. He sees a lot of Buckeye games. I bet them last night to win the national championship. To win the national, to win the national championship. Okay, not championship. to win the Big Ten, nope. not taking free nope. money. No,
3: no. Yeah, I never bet a lot to make a little, as right, you know, or yes, seldom, yes.
0: unless I'm really forced to. <laughs> um, and I shopped around and I and I got to Ohio State at uh, plus five fifty to win the net. They're just look if Stroud can play, and mm-hmm. um, and he's an Ohio State quarterback. I have to think that he's got some ability, you know, to to win that job. We'll see. They've, they're they're so stacked in so many places, but. Um, Bet the Buckeyes to win it all, like
3: that. Going the Buckeyes, looking for a little more value yeah, there. Yeah,
0: just you know what? Uh, they got so close last year. Mm-hmm. You know this this app. You know when you had a couple of pops, you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> I gotta put I gotta put my phone because I I love futures. I hate betting games. I just I just hate betting games. Not hate, but I don't bet games, mm-hmm. right? Because I, then I look at it out of a gambling eye instead of just you know what you see in football, right? Wise. And um. So I don't bet games for that reason. I also
3: bet the Brewers last night. Oh, no, you did? Yeah, to win the World Series. Well, you got some money coming your way with your Brewers with the preseason Brews, bets,
0: right? Yes, absolutely. To win, I think they're like one game. They win one more game, they break the total, and do so here on Labor Day weekend. We will take it, anyways. So I did watch little UAB because the baseball trend. As I mean, the Cardinals were down. What was it, 9-1 at one point? Is that what it was? It was. I didn't see a pitch of the first game. I was busy yesterday afternoon. Um, Making bets. <laughs> you no, know, that was last night. <laughs> but um, with my other job, I had, I had a busy day. Um, so I didn't see a pitch of the first game. But they needed to do, they got done what they needed to do, right? They mm-hmm. took two of three for the Reds. You'd have liked to have seen them take three, obviously. But they're treading water, I guess. Would you put it that way? Still, plenty of time. There's 30 games left. I wish they played they had the Reds more on their schedule. They that would don't. help. They're finished now.
3: Finished with the Reds, I mean.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I thought you were crossing. No, 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 no. I still think they've got a they've got a slim chance.
3: And don't look now. Here come the Phillies, who are now tied with the Cardinals for that second spot right. out. Well, the, 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 the Dodgers
0: did the Phillies a favor by taking care of the Braves uh, to start the week.
3: First time since April 28th, the Dodgers are alone in how first place. Isn't that something? Has how... it been that long? Oh, man, this team's in trouble. <laughs> Was that you or me? Mm. Probably both of us. <laughs> Probably. Overreaction in baseball Yeah, What mate. the heck, Right. Right. And here they are as we flip the calendar to September, mm-hmm. and they are alone in first And place. there's a
0: trend. I think they're going to open up on them now. Yeah. I really do. I think I see them pulling away uh, from a really good story, the Giants, and then it'll be the Giants and the Reds, or the Giants and the Phillies, or the Giants and the Padres. Meanwhile, in the American League, you know where we're trending towards, right, in the wild card game?
3: Oh, Yeah. Yankees, Red side, I, uh, sign me yeah, up for them. I'm
0: with you. We can't lose, right? One of them's going home, right? Absolutely. I kind of hope the Yankees go home because it sure looks as though. You see, Garrett Cole last night. My God, 15 yeah. strikeouts. He's, he's when he's right. Yeah, maybe it was more than the sticky stuff for him. Maybe he doesn't need it after all. Because mm. he you know, was. We on haven't far- heard a
3: whole lot about that lately. You know, what you I'm know it's a good point. That's oh, really all this point. overreaction. Uh-huh.
0: The, no, what the last time I think we heard about it, was. speaking of overreaction, was Lance Lynn overreacting when he mm. ripped his belt off right. um, and, and threw, it at, well, threw it at the umpire, but tossed it in his direction. But I, since then, it's kind of been a... Pretty quiet
3: topic. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. Castellanos, he was the only one that got in trouble last night for as bad as the Cardinals were looking at it. So I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah. They thought that he had I don't know super balls in his bat or something like really? that. Really? As he drove in six, they asked to see the bat. Nothing there. I didn't know that. Gamemanship. Yeah, it's too yeah. bad. They, again, they don't have they don't
0: face each other anymore until spring training. <laughs> sure. Um, those two teams never get along, do they? They, they? They've got a history there. Yeah, I like that about them. I like that about. them. And
3: it doesn't teams. matter if the Reds are awful. It seems like there's always something brewing with those yeah, two teams. Yep, true story. Uh, so so. Anyways, back
0: to where I started. I, I flipped over to your UAB game. Ugly. They got a quarterback. Though. Yeah, they do. Johnson kid. Yeah, yeah. They that kid. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what he's going up against defensively, but who knows? I mean, we may. This will be the only time I'm going to say that I will see them this year until maybe they play the week before Christmas in a bowl game. Right. You know. So are filling out your confidence pools. At least you go. Oh, hey, man. You know, didn't I see them? And Way back in labor, first part of September. So um, that's what. Maybe that's Conference we're at. USA Championship game they if might. it's had a funky yeah, time. They it might. Something right? like
3: that. Yeah. Bill Clark. You cannot sing I the love praises the story, of this. Trent. They shut down the mm-hmm. program, it was done. They brought it back. He stayed. They didn't play for two years. They come back year one, go eight and five. Year two, they win their division. Yeah. I mean, unthinkable. It is. I know there's a lot of talent in Alabama. <laughs> Probably one of the easier you know, Conference USA teams to recruit to. But still, yeah. that's highly impressive. And that guy, that's the where you're calling. You're looking to rebuild a program. Mm-hmm. That's where you're looking. Because nobody's done anything quite like that before. But the game overall, yeah, it's stunk. Uh, you're right. Todd Steps is in about five minutes. So what did you take away, if anything,
0: uh, the Big 12 athletic directors? They spent two days meeting Um, they came out with a statement following, I'll I'll read it to you, it's not very long, following two days of uh, consultation with the athletic directors and the continuing members of the Big 12. uh, Commissioner Bowlesby stated, The 880s remain committed to furthering the Big 12 as one of the nation's premier athletic conferences and look forward to working with our presidents and chancellors to strengthen the league. future." Um, exploration by the group will continue to center on the options that best position the long-term strength of the conference. So they're building. Uh, they seem unified at this point. I mean, I don't know what else he was going to say. Right.
3: My takeaway from that was not anything in the statement or what happened because this is what I believe the whole time was ultimately going to happen, that the eight were going to stay together. They weren't going to have a seat at the table. What I continue to be so surprised by is the echo chamber from the Iowa states and Kansas states and Kansas of the world, well, we're just waiting for our payday from Texas and Oklahoma. Then everything's going to blow yeah. up. It's not. It's not. No, you've I don't been, think so either. You've been told, very frankly, by yeah. the Pac-12 and the Big Ten right. and the ACC – that is They're not the end. They're satisfied with the way their conference looks at. They it looks are right set. They are not expanding for the sake of expansion. I don't think so either. 16's not the magic number that a lot of people thought it was going to be for mm-hmm. each conference in the four power. I wish it was. That's not what it's going to be, though. What it's going to be is a power structure with the four conferences, and the Big 12 can still have a seat at the table. I maintain this the whole time. There's still a spot there if you make the right decisions, you bring in the right programs, and you build this up. You're going to be better than the American Athletic Conference. There's no East Carolina. There's no Tulane. Right. You can build a conference right. that is right there, that's going to have a team every single year, yep. and in times multiple teams in a 12-team college football playoff. That is on the table, mm-hmm. but you have to do it right. And doing mm-hmm. it right isn't two to get to 10. It's no. getting to 12. Right. right. Become the Big 12. Invite Central Florida. Get Cincinnati. Get BYU. How about
0: this? How about the winner of tonight's Boise State-Central Florida game gets a <laughs> gets a,
3: a, a bid? I think there'd be Put a little more in that line. one, yeah. That's what you're doing. That's how you get there. That's how you survive and thrive as a league mm-hmm. in the structure. You're going to get more than the eight million dollars a year the athletic oh, American sure. Athletic Conference gets. You're going to get more than that. It's not going to be 35 billion, but, no, but 20 is not some, crazy. To you've think. got
0: some brands that yes. are left in the big now, you know, big the whole, 12 in the Big 12. What's going forward? But the eight that remain. I mean, for God's sakes, the defending national champion basketball resides there. Right. Iowa State's going to put 61,000 fans in the seat, back-to-back games. If they can keep Campbell, um, and they continue to build on this, you're right, there's going to be. Here's what I don't get, though. West Virginia, what is Gordon, is it Gee or G's old, whatever, G's? where's a bow tie? Right. Why is he tapping the brakes on
3: expansion? That's the last thing you want to do. For the Big 12's perspective? right. The more the merrier, Gordy. Yes. A four-team playoff doesn't help you. You're in deep trouble. Deep deep, deep trouble. Twelve team playoff? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Go to that meeting and suggest sixteen. Now, we've seen him throughout the time. He opens his mouth a whole lot and says some stupid, stupid
0: things. Well, that is as stupid a thing as I can recall, Trent. I know the latest is always the greatest. But my God, stay at four? No.
3: He was the one back when Trestle was getting in trouble. He was the president at the time at Ohio uh, State and they said, "You know, talking about the job security trust." He says, "I just hope he doesn't fire me." That's right. That's your school president. That's right. I he is that now. a flapper. He mm-hmm. flaps his gums a whole lot. Don't take what he says to the no. bank. No, Jesus. It'll
0: uh, be all right. I hope he's not on any of these committees. That's going to ultimately—is
3: he a decision maker? I know President Winterstein's part of it. Right. I, I didn't see him on that committee. I. He doesn't. I don't. Well, that's good. <laughs> One uh, final note. Yesterday, we were talking to Troy Macker yep. from Bet Rivers, mm-hmm. and the television up, show. They opened up the point spread for at Bet Rivers for the U and I Iowa State game. U and I getting thirty four and a half. Right. It moved to thirty one and a half very quickly. He told us they weren't able to get a they bet could on get Iowa a bet State. on an Iowa State at that number. It was all U and I money yep. that came in very quickly. There. It's at thirty one and a half. That's where it's at currently. So. We got a number. It's a number that you can bet here in the state that uh, came out a little bit later on. But interesting to see that and to see everybody jumping on one side very quickly with yeah, you and I taking
0: the thirty-four.
3: And he said it was also one of their most bet games that they had mm-hmm. in terms of volume. Well, they do a quickly. lot of business in the state of Iowa. They do, right?
0: Yep. And you know, do you remember um, when when Cy-Hawk, the number was first came out? Mm-hmm. It was the it was the highest volume game betting wise. Now that's come. Back to the pack, right?
3: Everybody's anxious for this Saturday.
0: Right, yeah. You know, we're
3: firing on games this week. But their games of the year, it was bigger than Florida Mm -hmm. State-Notre Dame. It was bigger than Miami-Alabama. Iowa-Iowa State was their most back. game. And not just in the state of Iowa. This was nationwide in the states that they currently reside in. Pennsylvania, I know, is a big one. Illinois, Indiana. It's not just available here. Right. And yet the highest volume that they had was Iowa Iowa State
0: all right Todd steps is head coach of Drake here coming up momentarily we uh, along those lines with Troy macker asked him you know this weekend what he anticipates the three big games, and i don 't know if they're the three biggest games, but there 's two of them you know parked on in uh, in prime time um of course we've got we've got uh, Georgia and Clemson then on Sunday night Notre Dame uh has 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 a big one as as we know and then uh, Notre Dame against Florida State Monday Louisville and Old Miss I asked him of those three big games you know which game does he anticipate to see the most handle on volume wise he said it's no he it won't even be close uh it's Notre Dame Florida State just because Notre Dame moves the needle like none other um did that surprise you when he said that that of the three quote primetime games, the Notre Dame, Florida State would be the
3: highest handled game that would be on Sunday night At first it did, and then I thought about it and Notre I, Dame, right? Well, and I also thought one of their biggest places states that they have is Illinois, mm-hmm. and you think of Chicago, yeah it's not about track. Northwestern no nope, nope. it's not about Illinois, yeah, it's about Notre Dame and that city. And then I said, oh. That, that makes sense. a whole lot of sense. Well, it's
0: about the Drake Bulldogs tonight here in Central Iowa. They kick off their season for the second time in 2021, right? That's right. And It is weird. Six o'clock uh, at uh, Drake Stadium. Again, they serve beer. Uh, if you're looking to get out, want to see some football tonight, uh, kickoff is at six. He's Todd Steps is the head coach of those Drake Bulldogs, and he joins us. Coach Trent Condon and Ken Miller, thanks for coming on, Coach. We appreciate it. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm doing good. Is it six o'clock yet? Uh, these right? long days, man, they're killing me.
0: No, I bet uh, everybody's excited to get this one going. I'm sure with the inside the locker room. So, coach, I want to go back to um, you know just. You guys ended your season, you get a couple of months off and boom, you're back on the practice field, and you're preparing for another season. So, what was what's the biggest difference? Were the were the were the players further along when you got them back in August than they normally would have been? I mean, fall uh, spring practice is one thing, but actually spring games and preparing and game planning is a whole other thing. What what kind of differences did you see in this anything but normal year?
4: Well, I think you hit it on the head. Um, you know, it, it our first practice, at training camp, you know, usually I'll lose my voice after that first practice because everybody's going the wrong way, you know, blown assignments left and right. And the guys really did pick up where they left off. So that, you know, those 12 weeks of practice and those, those games that we played in the spring um, really did help. I, I think tremendously and, you know, in, in football, you never bring the, the same roster back and, and here we are, you know, doing that. So um, it, it was great to get that experience in the spring and, you know, knock on wood, uh, we're pretty healthy going into this first game, so I'm pretty excited about it. You
3: look at camp, what you guys just went through here through the month of August, certainly different there. What was it like just knowing that you'd just seen these guys? I'm sure they were in a different kind of shape, but also they played some football before, and maybe did you have to lay off them a little bit more during August camp?
4: Uh, we we actually put the pedal, pedal down pretty good on them, but then also... Uh, when we build in a lot of injury prevention kind of uh, matters within the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that, Hey man, you know, we, we're, we're going to be playing, uh, you know, potentially, you know, 17 games here in a calendar year, which has never been done for us before. So, you know, not, not to use up all the bullets in the chamber there. You know, we want to, we want to save some for Saturdays. So, you know, we, we practiced hard. We, you know, we scrimmaged and, and we tackled and, and, and we tried to get, Ah, uh, the collision part of the the sport, uh, you know, back into the groove, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, it's. I, I think you know with, with how training camp now has to be conducted, you know, there's been different rules out there now mm-hmm. that, and you can only have so many scrimmages. You can only practice for so long. I mean, you know, when I played, it was, you know, three hour practice two days or two times a day for you know two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and you know two days don't exist anymore. So um, you know, I think. a lot of the structure of, of how you have to operate now I think uh, does wonders for for keeping guys healthy.
0: You know, you mentioned that you are relatively healthy. I guess the one maybe um, um, drawback of playing as late as you did, if you did have a kid, uh, one of your guys got injured during the season, you know, you've got those built-in months to get them as close to uh, 100% as they can in time for September. Uh, Did you have any of those season-ending injuries that you that uh, is going to, you know, keep some kids off the field until, you know, midway through this season type of thing, just because you didn't have that luxury of those flexible months uh in, in the off season
4: we did yeah we actually had uh we had two and so you know and, and those are you know, they, they really break your heart and, and and to be honest that was the one reservation i think i had going into the spring and playing i'm like you know if, if we have a, a knee injury of some kind that takes you know nine to twelve months to heal and, and to get cleared medically or, you know th- that person is going to miss it now a year and a half and so um, you know, we had, we had two of those, unfortunately. Um, you know, but, you know, the, the nice thing is, you know, one of them was, uh, was a young guy. So, you know, he's just in the beginning of his career and he'll be back better than ever here, um, you know, next fall. And then, um, unfortunately, the other one was one of our, our fifth year seniors that was going to come back and play his final season. But, you know, he's, he's been the, the typical, uh, you know, Drake Bulldog as far as, uh, still, still around, still helping out any way he can. And, um, you know, I'm I'm just happy that uh, we get to see his face every day still. He's still smiling. And, um, you know, who knows? He's making a lot of progress on that injury. We may be able to sneak him in there mm-hmm. for uh, for a field goal or something towards the end of the year. That'd
3: be awesome. Starting in 2013, the Pioneer League, they started receiving an automatic bid into the FCS playoffs. It's been San Diego that has been there. A couple other uh, teams, Dayton and Butler, also have got that automatic bid. But what would it mean, mean to Drake football to break through and get to the playoffs?
4: Oh, I mean, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, you know, we we've never done it before, and mm-hmm. so you know, to be the the first team to do it, I think uh, you know would mean a lot. But I mean, just you know, f- football in general, I think more than any other sport, uh, you know the the amount of hours of preparation in comparison to the amount of games you get to play, I think um, is exponentially you know more than than anything. And so, you know, just just the opportunity to to win a championship and then to continue to play a sport that, that they love so much, I I think would mean the world to them. So, um, you know, that, that's why we like to, to challenge ourselves in the non-conference game. And, and, and also really our our conference schedule has, has really gotten better. You know, the competition, the, the teams, um, Everything it's it, it's a lot of fun to be a part of.
0: Well, you mentioned that non-conference. I mean, the next couple of weeks on the road at uh, uh, Montana State and then up to Grand Forks to take on North Dakota. Uh, the, certainly next week you'll be tested, Coach. Montana State's always got a good program.
4: Yeah, you know it's, it was uh, funny. You know, we're 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 really focused on today, but you know as you look at our schedule, sure. yeah, they're eleventh in the country, I think, uh, up there in Bozeman, and I think uh, I think North Dakota started sixth, so. Um, yeah, two, two tough opponents, but you know. But again, you know, that, that's who, that's the type of caliber opponent we would be playing. You know, come you know, Thanksgiving time, if we can make no. it in the playoffs. No, so, no. Uh, coach, talk
0: about the, the Pioneer. Who, you know, is, I'm sure preseason rankings have come out, etc. Who has been picked by you know coaches or media? Who's the team to beat? Do you think in the Pioneer this year? Who are the Bulldogs going to have to take on and take care of to advance?
4: Well, you know, what's 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 really interesting, the spring season, I think, um, kind of highlighted how even everything is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, we, we were in a ton of one possession games, you know, the, the games that we lost, they were all by, you know, four points or less, so um, everything's pretty evened out, but, you know, the, the usual suspects are, are always the usual suspects, so, you know, the University of San Diego has won a bunch uh, here recently, and they're always tough out there on the West Coast, and, you know, the University of Dayton's another team that um, they didn't play in the spring so it'll be interesting they've been, you know they've gone now a couple years without playing on how quickly can they catch up to the rest of us as far as um experience is concerned because I know they'll have a bunch of new players rolling into this season but you know Davidson's the team that won it in the spring and so they, they made it to the playoffs uh you know here in the spring so they'll be, they'll be a good team to beat but um it really top to top to bottom. You know, it's there isn't a gimme anymore. You know, when I got here in 2014, you know, there were a couple teams you could kind of circle in your mind. Uh, you know, preseason, like yeah, we we should be able to get this one and this one and this one. Where you know, you can't do that anymore.
0: Coach, uh, best of luck during during the season. We appreciate you coming on West Virginia Wesleyan tonight. Well, you know what? Thirty seconds left. Uh, what uh, what what worries you about your opponent tonight? What do you know about them?
4: uh you know, it's actually the unknown you know mm-hmm. i mean if you think about them uh you know the league is is unfamiliar to us uh they've got a new head coach uh that got hired in the summer um you know there's you know the roster has kind of turned over a little bit so um you know the two games they played in the spring um you know they they did have some some flashes of of some dangerous weapons and and, and those guys are back so um i think really the the big concern is just the unknown like what are we going to see I um, mean, you know, we've got a plan for a lot of different things, and um, it'll be interesting at six o'clock on what they roll out with.
0: Go Drake Bulldogs is the website, tickets, information, etc. on the entire season, roster, et cetera, uh, for the Drake Bulldogs. Coach Stepsis, best of luck throughout the season. Thanks for coming on.
4: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Yep. Good to talk to you. Coach Todd Stepsis, head coach of the Drake Bulldogs. Six o'clock, Drake Stadium. Beers flowing. Decent <laughs> night. Football weather. If you're looking for something to do,
3: I'll point you in that direction to Forest Avenue. And a team that's easy to root for, playing in the non-scholarship yeah, I like this. Pioneer League. They've had some really good teams just San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's been the team, right. the Torridors and, uh, and they, they
0: go there this year. I know they don't want to. they're not excited about the I
3: mean, San Diego, and Lake right? Paul.
0: They're not going there as uh, you know tourists. Hey, can we go on Tuesday? Really? Coach, can
3: we practice out there right. all
0: week? Uh, good luck to them. Good luck uh, to uh, Brian Harden, the AD over there, uh, and of course Todd Stepsis, the head coach, and even their play-by-play guy, friend of ours Chuck Reed, who does play-by-play for the Drake Bulldogs. Stephen M. Sipple on Nebraska next. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports in 20 minutes, 1460 KXNO, 106. Team packs today. Because. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moyn Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Working on Stephen M. Sipple. You know He's what, if there's, a, if there's a week for him to take off, it would be this one, right? Well, no,
3: this is not the week to take off. Well, you want
0: to look back. I was oh, more so yeah. looking forward.
3: No, 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 no. <laughs> I could give two craps about the Rams. I'm with you. I,
0: I, I couldn't care less, but I, I would like to see them maybe see if there's any other quarterback that can at least hit the broadside of a barn because we know the starter can't.
3: He didn't want to take his medicine. That's what it is. for <laughs> so, He knew I was waiting. Oh, they'll be bigger. Eh, that was a that's a that's a blow to their bowl chances. Trent, Illinois only has, has a, they were
0: six and a half. Their total,
3: yeah, right in that I think range. So yeah, Illinois, the only team that has a winning streak in the Big Ten, and it's against one team, one team, mm. Nebraska. Mm. Nebraska's not trying even now to get to the level of Iowa, of Wisconsin, it's, of Northwestern. It's, it's unbelievable. They're trying to get to Illinois, <laughs> right? And they can't get there. Uh. Ay, 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 ay. Are we talking about dead man walking with Scott Frost? I.
0: <sighs> Could we wait a couple more games? How badly do they get beat by Oklahoma? 40? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think they How does November bad. go? Not well. I mean, embarrassingly bad? No. Okay, then maybe not.
3: If it's embarrassingly bad. They go 5 and 7, but they beat Iowa. How about that? Not enough. Not enough. It's got to be postseason this year. So who are you bringing in? Well, I don't know. Um, Are what? you going back to the option? we got to do something. <laughs> Bring in Munkin from Army? Go back to your roots? Because mm-hmm. what they tried has not worked. It hasn't. From the prodigal son yeah. to Look, West Coast I thought offense. Mike
0: Riley was going to turn it around. I didn't.
3: I didn't. Yeah. And this one, I thought they were going to be good. I thought the illusions of grandeur that they were going to be back in the national championship picture was ridiculous. Well
0: who did somebody say that? Oh, oh yeah. speaking of when Bet Frost Rivers was hired? Oh that back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant going into this year. No. Speaking of Bet Rivers, what did they tell us about Nebraska? <laughs> that they're <laughs> this more is great. Yeah. The, we're talking about disproportionate amount of bets pursuant to what you know, where they're ranked. And there were more bets on Nebraska um To win the Big Ten. Volume wise. Yes.
3: In terms of now it's a lot of people probably crossing the river sure over to council bluffs and all right, open up my app, and here's my twenty five dollar wager. It's mm-hmm. a lot of that,
2: mm-hmm.
3: not in terms of actual money that right. was on there, but you get it. It's you lived at it, Ken. It's a different Trend, world. You over know there.
0: what? I'm glad. I so what Trent's been referring to. So in 1994, I worked at Lincoln for in the fall during football season, and. I enjoyed every single minute of it. The passion for it is—I'm glad I experienced it. And they were good at the time. It was Colorado Nebraska, but just to experience what it was like actually living in Lincoln during a football season, I'm glad that I did. Uh, I was dating a gal, the family had season tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a blast. You had a blast. But uh, it was a long time ago. Uh, let's get Stephen M. He joins us for a few minutes. Sip Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm a little late. I appreciate your
0: patience. Doing good. No, uh, glad to do it. So I, Trent wants to look back, and I guess we probably should, because I don't know much what we're going to learn from the Fordham game. Sip, it was, um, to, to me, as I look back, it was a roughing the passer and a taunting call after an interception that totally changed the complexion of that football game. I, I, I'm I on board with the roughing the passer. I thought he drove him into the ground. I still, to this day, have not seen the taunt. I don't believe it was shown on TV. Uh, they didn't go back and replay it, obviously. Um, what was there, and what's the consensus? Were both penalties, Sip?
1: Yeah, I, here's the deal. Yeah, Yes, they were. I mean, now I, am, I have not seen the replay that shows the taunt, but the outside linebackers coach for Nebraska – is Mike Dawson, and he was very matter of fact that there was a talk. So okay. uh, that's that's the Nebraska outside linebackers coach talking. That's who coaches Caleb Tanner, and he said there was that. Yeah, he taunted him, and and I, you know, even in the box in the press box, as far as the roughing the passer goes, I didn't think it was roughing the passer because I didn't see the culmination of the play all the way down to. Where he hit him with his head on the ground. So that so it was the flags sound to me like they were justified. It's interesting because in the moment I thought, oh God, that's a terrible call. It's a football play. But with with replay, um not the replay on the television, but the full replay, you could see that yeah, probably both flags were warranted.
3: Sip, it's very simple. Where do they go for here? It's Scott Frost, I asked the question to Ken. Is he dead man walking? Is there anything he can do this year to to salvage already 2021?
1: <laughs> Trent, it's game one. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot he could do to salvage it. Like, be, you know, maybe Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State, or Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, that it, team we there's saw there's Saturday is
3: not doing that.
1: Right. No, I understand. But, it's, yeah, there's stuff he could do to salvage it. I. I get what you're saying, and and I, I I know I'm chuckling, but there is a lot of resignation in the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, so your questions warranted. I'm just not saying it's not. I do get a kick out of it a little bit, but I I also understand that there is there is resignation right now after game one because of the because of the nature of the game. You saw the same sort of things that have held back the program under Frost all basically all of them in the opener. So yeah. And I think resignation has evolved into some undercurrent of anger here in these parts. Um, people are not giving up. I mean, they're very loyal fans. I was just at a breakfast gathering this morning that had, I think 200 people at it. Um, I'm, I, in fact, I do a luncheon today. I go from that to a luncheon to another speech tonight, and they're all, wow. there's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a, yeah, that, I, I hope my bosses don't hear this conversation because I'm sure their first reaction is, Do you ever do any work for us? <laughs> um, the, but anyway, the, the, uh, the, the fans are still engaged, but there is an undercurrent of concern, anger, and then probably some resignation mixed in.
0: Uh, Sip, uh, c- a couple areas to go with you. Uh, one of them is Adrian Martinez. And just, like he did make some throws late in the game, but man, he left a lot of throws on the field early in that football game, yeah. Sip. Uh, the inaccuracy is still a major, major concern with the QB.
1: Well, he threw one four feet over a six foot five receiver, which I imagine is not <laughs> that easy to do. Um, yeah, so there's there are uh, accuracy concerns with Adrian. I mean, that's the main concern with Adrian. As you guys understand, because you do it every day, football discussions are kind of complicated, right? Because you balance the obvious need for Adrian to improve his accuracy with the statement that Billima made, Brett Billima, the Illinois head coach, made after the game when he said that there's only one player Mm -hmm. on Nebraska that feared could beat him. That's Adrian. That's number two, Adrian Martinez. So, He's he's extremely valuable. And I think that, that Brett was probably talking more so about about Adrian's ability to run the ball. But um yeah. His mechanics, um, his decision making, late with throws, I mean all that's all all of that is uh, obviously a concern.
3: Stephen M. Sipple joining us here, Lincoln Journal Star Sip. Let's uh jump from there and What about behind Adrian Martinez? Of course, we saw McCaffrey last year get some playing time. Is there anybody in the wings? Is there anybody hope if this continues to go south for Martinez, the next guy in line?
1: Well, they have two guys that never played a snap at college. Hmm. Uh, And you just don't. Yeah, they're in a little bit of a fix. Mm -hmm. The, The answer to the question is Adrian's not, I mean, it would. Ha- I think it would have to get pretty bad, Trent, for them to make a move. Um, I'm not saying that if he would struggle in the next game that they wouldn't – they might try to inject somebody. I don't know if it would be a full-on replacement. Like, okay, Logan Smothers is a guy that they would look to as a redshirt freshman. Um, or they have a true freshman named Heinrich Harburg. It would be one of those guys. Those are the only other scholarship quarterbacks. But I don't know if I look at, if I would look at it as a full-on, here we go, we're making the move. A lot, I think Adrian would really have to deteriorate to a a, a large degree for that to happen. And I didn't see that against Illinois. I, I mean, again, complicated. Football's complicated. There's Listen, they've done Adrian, I've said it on your show before, they've done Adrian a disservice here by not putting enough around him. And I thought the skill position talent would look a little bit better than what I saw against Illinois. I've been told by guys that watch practice, former coaches, etc. cetera, simple. They don't have any NFL receivers. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you can say, well, you can win without NFL receivers. Yeah, you can. But I mean, wouldn't you prefer a second round draft pick <laughs> out there somewhere, you know, I mean, the they don't have it and they don't, and the other thing though that's concerning is the lack of speed they don't there's not a lot of speed and I thought maybe I thought maybe well you didn't see Xavier Betts who's a who's a really good redshirt freshman his consistency in practice hasn't been there so he never played a snap at receiver I thought he might be their best one didn't play so I it's hard to know exactly what's going on there um, but you know, running back—they just look pretty average. Yeah, did. They did. They have some guys. They have some guys, but the biggest concern beyond, beyond, besides special teams is the lack of production up front. Mm-hmm. And, and it was there was two guys, a couple guys that really struggled. I mean, really struggled. And I don't know what to tell you about that.
0: Uh, Sip, we've got uh, sixty seconds left. So, what do uh, what does Frost and Company want to see this week? I mean, Fordham, it should be a, a, no doubt about it, not even close type of football game. What do they want to see? What can they get from this game against Fordham to take them uh, for, through the rest of September?
1: I think clean football would be good. I, you know, I don't... Okay, so you guys know how it goes. When you're playing an opponent that's your equal or better, they're stressed, right? And you revert sometimes to bad habits. You're not going to be a... You're, you're not playing opponent an opponent this week that should put a lot of stress on you, physically, mentally, otherwise. So I would like to see clean football. Um, You know, clean football from, um, you know, fewer penalties, few penalties. They only had five. They actually only had five against Illinois, but they were big ones. Fewer mistakes on special teams. It was a disaster. Special teams was a disaster. Yeah, terrible. Two missed missed extra points. Mm -hmm. I mean, a 13-yard punt, a 26-yard Fumble. fumble. Yeah, the f- yeah, the god-awful fumble. Um, I would like to see cleanliness, a clean game. I don't think that's too much to ask at all. Yep. Yeah,
0: I guess it wasn't a fumble. His knee was down, but just the fact that he fielded the punt in nice. the first place.
1: Sip, he fielded we'll- the ball. He fielded the ball, too.
0: Right, and going into the end zone. Yeah, with his back yeah. to, yeah, just you can't do that. Sip, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. All right,
2: great, great job.
0: See you guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star on Nebraska. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He's next. Miller and Condon, 1460KXNO. Shop
4: on Friday, September 10th.
0: 1460 KXNO, and now 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Miller and Condon. We're glad you're with us as we take you until noon. Well, for the first of many, many Thursdays to come, Lee Sterling is back with us, ParamountSports.com. Lee, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines. Uh, good to have you back aboard, Lee. How are you?
2: I'm great. I'm great. Uh, somehow we made it through last year, and we're not perfect yet, but... Um, uh, we were able to navigate through a difficult year. And uh, it's going to be fun to, to see uh, fans back in the stands again. I don't have to hear the, the fan can noise. It's usually off by a quarter or half a second.
0: Indeed it is. You know what? Your phone line is off by half a second. Yeah, and we tried a second line. and It's a right? little funky,
3: but we'll yeah, we'll work our way through it. We will. All right, try okay. and fire away. Let's start things off. I'm excited about this one. A lot of people talking about it, the betting line, Texas. Favored by eight and a half against Louisiana Lafayette, and you don't have to tell the people in Ames how good the Raging Cajuns are.
2: No, and and they, I think they caught uh, the the Cyclones by you know surprise last year. And and how did they do it? Special teams. Two big returns for touchdowns. I don't think they're going to catch Texas by surprise this year. Texas' special teams were number 17 in the country last year. They could be a top ten unit this year, so that could be pretty e- even there. Now, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off losing Sam Erlinger, but maybe in almost every other category, they could be stronger. We know they're going to be uh, better coached. And uh, here's what it's amazing. All anyone talks about with the Raging Cajuns last year was them beating the Cyclones. But most people couldn't tell you they struggled versus Georgia State and had to win in overtime. And they won by three and two points against Georgia Southern and UT San Antonio. So I think Texas is going to be able to run the football here versus uh, the one weakness that the raging Cajuns have here. I like Texas. I think they pull away late 30 to 16.
0: All right. So tonight uh, up north of us here the Gophers are hosting Ohio State. Everyone's picked to win the Big 10. It's 13. What do we think new quarterback for the Buckeyes? How do you see it?
2: I, I think CJ Stroud can be pretty darn good and then it helps when you got three returning offensive linemen, maybe one of them that will be drafted in the first round. Master Teague returns at running backs. They've got two star freshmen here in Henderson and Williams that um, you're gonna just shake Jesus. your head and when you see how good they are. And they return six of the top eight, eight wide receivers from last year and they have guys transfer out of their program that will be the best receiver in other programs. So Ryan Day, six and one against the spread here is a road favorite. He loves this type of setting, and how about this? Minnesota, everyone's talking about all these guys they have coming back 10 on the defense, but they didn't allow four or even five yards a carry. They allowed 6.3 yards per carry last year, and they didn't play an elite Big Ten team not once last year. I like uh, the Buckeyes here,
3: 38-20. Let's go to the Big Ten Michigan. Welcome in the MAC team from Kalamazoo. Western Michigan, the spread is 17
2: so Michigan's going to switch to more of a three-four defensive look. I think it's going to help them with new defensive coordinator Mike McDonald from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, just felt that that Brown-led defense uh, just was not up up to levels that they needed to to play at this level. Cade McNamara, I think he'll do fine at quarterback here. Western Michigan, their defense allowed almost 35 points per game against six MAC opponents and Western Kentucky here. Yikes! So. um I just think it's a different level of talent here in Western Michigan. Not much of a traveler here. One and eight against the spread as a road dog. I may not pick Michigan much this year, but for one week I'll ride them 38-17.
1: All
0: right, Wisconsin and Penn State tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock local. Wisconsin, four and a half as the Penn State visit. Uh, Penn State and the Nittany Lions visit Madison.
2: So I think Graham Mertz is a little overrated. I think Sean mm. Clifford. Quarterback for Penn State, maybe a little underrated here. Wisconsin, you think of them as a great home team, home favorite? Not the case. 14-20 and against the spread as a home favorite under Chris. And they're also not a great running team anymore. They used to average a couple years ago 6.2 yards per carry, then 5.3 yards per carry. Last year, 3.9 yards per carry. All three running backs missed the spring. They're back. But I just think that cohesiveness and that power isn't quite there yet. I think uh, the Nittany Lions, which are 13-5, and five, the last 18 as a visitor, I think they're going to be able to, to pull the upset here. Their weakness is protecting the quarterback. They've allowed 120 sacks the last four years, but uh, Wisconsin, only 11 sacks in seven games last year. Wrong team favorite, guys. Mm. Penn State, 27-24. A
3: lot of people liking the Nittany Lions coming into the season. Let's go to Kinnick Stadium. The Hawkeyes welcome in the Hoosiers to open up the Big Ten slate. Iowa favored by three in the hook.
2: So Michael Penix, when he did not play the final two games, they scored just 14 and 20 points. Every game he scored and he played in, 24 points or higher. So they are a different team with him in there. Uh, It was evident just watching them. They did change some of their blocking schemes on the offensive line. they got to run a little bit better, keep the pressure off of him as he's coming off knee surgery. On defense, how do they do it? They dial up pressure. They have two cornerbacks in Williams and Mullen, uh, play really good lockdown defense, led to 17 interceptions last year and 25 sacks in eight games here. So I think they're motivated, Indiana. This might be a, finally a football school, not a basketball school. They're 0 3 straight up and against the spread versus Iowa the last three games. I'm hearing their fall camp has been the best ever here. And Iowa's good, but still don't think they're the next level here. And they did lose three of four starting defensive linemen. Again, wrong team favorite. Hoosiers. their basketball school, 26
0: Interesting. Well, your game of the week is another Big Ten tilt. It goes tomorrow night, Northwestern, Michigan State. Northwestern is a three-point favorite. Uh, if the audience wants more information on that, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Well, it's going to be my biggest game of the weekend for my clients. You want to get it for free? Just call now. First ten callers, 800-400-9741. Again, the number, 800-400-9741. Uh, go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Try to do it the right way. Um, you can look on the website under Recent Results on the home page. See every game I've given my clients the last five years. My games are also monitored at Covers.com. Forty other handicappers there. Last year, number one in the country combined, and there's some sharp minds there. A couple guys went to MIT, and uh, we won it all, combined win- winners uh, for-, for clients in college football and the NFL, so... You want to hop on board and get for the season, use coupon code SAVE300 to save $300. You get a month of games here at my phone service, 397 Or you want to try us out this weekend, Labor Day weekend, we've got nine games, $97. It's an instant download. So you don't. if you're going to the beach, you're going to oh, do a barbecue, or you're going to one of the games, you don't have to call back tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, just go to ParamountSports.com.
0: All right. We'll have to work on that phone line uh, for next week, Lee. That was, uh, that was tough. I appreciate you coming on. Glad you're back with us. Look forward to another so- long, successful season. ParamountSports.com. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. That was brutal. Yeah. I apologize to our listening audience. There is nothing we can do. Good info. Yeah, but awful. I mean, that's the worst. Pac-Man. Ooh. Hour two coming up next.